Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Good to see everybody in the house this morning. It is exciting to worship together. Um, it's excitement in the room. It's nice to see many of your faces, well, your eyes. And I read once right at the beginning of this, if you have beautiful eyes, this is your time to shine. Um, this morning, I want to continue. We're going to jump into this really quickly because I realize the time, and I will try to get us out of here as fast as possible. Um, normally, just to give everybody an idea of where we're going, uh, normally I come up here with about seven pages of notes. This morning, um, I have 18. So, but I also realize I probably have about three messages in here, so we'll try to get through one, okay? Uh, just everybody already is like, 18? Yeah, no, we won't go through all of them, I promise. But we're going to jump into it. So as we engage the church, we're still in this series, Engage, and we're talking about engaging the church this morning. And as we engage the church, what we, uh, it's what we are called to do as each individual. We're called to engage with the church. We are uh, the gifts that you have been given. Every one of you have been given a gift, at least one, a gift, an ability that God has given each one of you to serve in a different way, to minister to the church body. And we need to understand that we all are part and we all play a part right here at Bethel Church. And this is why in the, in the scriptures, they refer to the church, they refer to it as the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Um, it, this here, because, because we refer to it as the body of Christ, what it actually does is it counteracts this idea that we have in our society right now as an individual Christianity. An individual Christianity, especially in the season we've come through with uh, any church you want online and able to sit at home and do this um, in your shorts with a cup of coffee or your bathrobe and and just chill with your slippers on or whatever it is. Um, There is something that society is kind of trying to do and the enemy is lying to us about an individual Christianity where you can do this on your own. Uh, You can't. You were never meant to. You're not supposed to. We are supposed to do this as the body of Christ. Paul refers to the church as the body. He refers to it as a family. He actually refers to it as an army and even a bride. So for every guy in the room, you are a bride of Christ. This is why, for me, there's some humility in becoming a Christian and serving God. It's because not too often do I stand up in front of people and say, I'm just a bride. But however, in three of his letters, Paul gave the emphasis to the church as a body. He concentrated the church as a body. And each one of these passages where he refers to it as a body, he brought out the same three important uh, trusts involved in this. And we're going to talk about one of them this morning, and then we'll touch the other ones later. The three are this. He talks about unity, diversity, and maturity. And so we're going to begin to look at these And it's impossible to discuss the body without also discussing the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We can't operate as a body without the Holy Spirit. Now, we're going to refer to the book of Corinthians. And in the Corinthian church, unfortunately, 
the members were grieving the Holy Spirit. And this is something we don't ever want to do. And as we continue to grow and walk in listening to the uh, voice of God as we're doing in the uh, Hearing God seminars, we don't ever want to grieve the Holy Spirit in our church. And so the Corinthian church, they were grieving the Spirit by how they were using spiritual gifts. So when you read through Corinthians and you see all of the instructions and, and even where we get the instructions on the Lord's Supper and how to do communion, Paul was not writing them a user manual. He was actually writing them a letter of correction because they were doing it all wrong. So when you're seeing his instructions, he's actually correcting everything they've done. So if you're coming to church and you're like, hey, this Holy Spirit thing scares me a little bit. I'm not sure. What's, like, how are we going to handle this? I just want you to know where we get the instructions from is because that church was messing up. And so our goal is not to mess up. But if we miss something, I just want you to know we fit in with Scripture. All right? And so when I say that, we're not looking for crazy. But if you're like, hey, I'm not sure about that, we're walking it through with Holy Spirit just as you are. Okay? And so in the uh, Wearsford commentary, it writes this about the Corinthian church. They were like children with toys instead of adults with valuable tools, and they needed to be mature. And so this is what we're going to walk through in the next few messages on how that we can be as Christians realizing that we don't have toys. The gifts of the Spirit are not toys. They're not fun things just to play with. They're not fun things to show off. It's literally that we have valuable tools that we can use to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so since there was a division in the Corinthian church, Paul wanted to concentrate on the unity that the gift of the Spirit brings the unity of the gift of the Spirit. And we're going to read in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to read 1 to 13, and then we're just going to look at them real fast. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, starting at verse 1 in uh, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts by the same Spirit, by the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all of them in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to get... Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one it is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by, this, by one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one as he determines. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we are all given to one Spirit to drink." So we're going to look at the unity of the gift of the Spirit. And Paul points out four bonding, uh, bonds of the spiritual unity. So when we look at the Spirit unity, we're going to look at four points here today real fast. Paul points out, in, uh, right at the beginning, the first, th- first three verses, we confess the same Lord. 
We confess the same Lord. And so we read again in verse 1 to 3, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is the Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. See, Paul starts off by reminding the Corinthian church that before they were saved, they were pagans and didn't serve God. So if every one of us here remembers, before we were saved, before we gave our hearts to the Lord, we were sinners, We were pagans. Maybe none of us bowed down before an idol, but there was something in our lives that took the place of God. And maybe even now, as in our Christian walk, as we're trying to mature in our Christian walk, the Holy Spirit's going to reveal to us idols in our lives. Well, Chad, I don't have an idol in my home. I don't have a Buddha in my house. I don't have these different things. And you're right, maybe you don't. But whatever takes place before God is an idol. Always liked this when I was doing youth ministry and I, I did my discipleship and the students would come back and they had to hand in a report of their devotional time. And when they didn't have any devotional time on a certain day or two, they're like, yeah, I was just too busy. I was like, hey, I totally get it as you're learning how to do these devotions. I totally understand that you weren't able to do it every day. And they're like, oh, thanks. I just have a follow-up question. On those days where you didn't have time to do devotions, did you play video games? Did you watch TV? So now let's bring it to adults. Let's bring it to everybody in the room. Well, Chad, my life is just busy. Understood. I just don't have time to do devotions or spend time with God daily. I understand. Let me ask you a question. Do you scroll on social media? Do you read on social media? Do you, do you scroll through different people's posts and, and interact on social media? Do you watch the news? Do you watch TV? Do you go for a walk? Well, Chad, not going for a walk is not sinful. Well, it depends who you ask. Just teasing. But you know, when you're on a walk, you could spend time with God. It doesn't have to be, you know, you could listen to a podcast. You can listen to scripture. The actual app on you version will read you the Bible as you're walking. Well, Chad, that's not the same. I need to sit down and read it. Well, you can sit down and read it, but you're already telling me you don't have time to do that. How are you spending time with God? And please, I understand that we are busy, but we are not too busy. The difficulty that we need to admit is it's not a priority. And so therefore, we have idols in our lives. Then Paul moves into, but now we belong to the living God. And see, he actually encourages them for a minute because their idols never spoke to them. So whatever your idol is, whatever is before, between you and God, even today... If you're really wanting to hear God's voice, I want you to know that your TV doesn't speak to you. I know you hear things, but it doesn't speak to you. And I want you to know you can yell at the umpire, you can yell at the referee as loud as you want. He doesn't hear you. And if he did, he probably doesn't care. 
God is the one who speaks to us. He speaks to us into our spirit. And then the amazing thing is he will actually speak through you to others. But if you're not spending time alone and your private time would allow him to speak to you, he will not speak through you because you will not know his voice. You and I are learning how to do this on Sunday nights with hearing God. We're learning how to hear his voice. And I encourage you, tonight is actually our last session. So I want to encourage everybody in this room, actually come here tonight. I know we do it online, but there's something about being in this room to grow together. I encourage you to come back to this room tonight as we do the last session and as we grow together. See, if Jesus Christ truly is Lord of our lives, then we should be in unity as a church. And this is how the Spirit works. It brings unity to the body. See, division and dissension among God's people only weakens our testimony to a lost world. It only weakens a testimony. And so the Spirit brings unity. The second bond of spiritual unity is this. We depend on the same God. Do you know that the God that you're waiting on, the God that you depend on, the God that you're waiting for an answer is the same God that I wait on, the same God that I depend on, the same God that I spend time with? We all depend on the same God. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-6 says this, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, in everyone, is the same God at work. The same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God. We all have different gifts. We all have different ministries and ways of working. But, as Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. God is working in each and every one of us to work and to fill his good purpose. See, the, the source of the gift is God. Your source is of the gift is God. The energy or strength that is in us is the gift from God. It's not me. It's not you. It's God and only he should get the glory. This is the amazing thing about the gifts. There's no pressure on you. There's no pressure on me. When I pray for healing, I expect healing. I'm excited when I see people raise their hand and I would love to hear from people who are like, hey, Chad, actually, I believe there was healing emotionally. I believe there was forgiveness. I believe I actually released bitterness and forgiveness, unforgiveness in my life. I want to hear those. I want to hear people that are like, hey, you know what? I walked out with more joy today than I've ever felt in a long time. It was like the sun was brighter. I'd love to hear these testimonies. Here's the other side of it. I have no pressure on me for that to happen. Here's why. Because it has nothing to do with me. And that's why I have friends that ask, well, Chad, how do you explain when it doesn't happen? I'm like, I don't really explain when it doesn't happen because it has nothing to do with me. I'm called to pray. I'm called to believe. And in those moments, God gets the glory and God gets the questions. I'm just a tool in his tool belt. And so begin to step out. Begin to walk in what he has given you because it's God and only him. The third bond is this. We minister to the same body. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11 says this. For to each one of the manifestations of the Spirit is given for common good. 
To one, there's given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same one, that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to another, still the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one as he determines. The gifts are given for the good of the whole church. It's given for good of all of us. It's not just for you. It's not just for me. It's for all of us to operate in. It's the incorporated employment of all of us that we need. The Corinthians especially needed this reminder because they were using their spiritual gifts uh, selfishly to promote themselves and not to prosper the church. And this is why we have to understand that the gifts are not about you and me. He just works through us. But he knows which, he gives to each one of us what he knows we need to use in a certain time, in a certain period. When you look at Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, and if you look at Ephesians 4 and Romans 12, if you're taking notes, that's 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4 and Romans 12. You get a list of about 19 different gifts and offices that the Spirit gives. Now, God isn't also limited to these lists. He may give other gifts as he pleases because, well, he's God. Some people, we've categorized, categorized these different, various gifts as these. They're speaking gifts, they're sign gifts, and they're serving gifts. We've kind of categorized them in these areas. Now, we should not be so fascinated by individual gifts that we forget the main reason why Paul listed them. He listed them off to remind us that they unite us in our ministry as one body. They unite us together. And when we accept our gifts with humility, then we can use them to promote harmony, and it helps the whole church. It helps all of us when we receive them with humility. Now the last one, the fourth bond of spiritual unity is this. We can all experience the same baptism. We all experience the same baptism. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 13 says this, Just as one body, though one, has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. We were all baptized by the one Spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we are all given the one Spirit to drink. See, baptized in the Spirit and filled in the Spirit get crossed up as we talk to them. We use them in the same references a lot of times. So when we receive Jesus into our life, when you ask Jesus into your life, when you receive salvation into your life, the Spirit of God comes into your life, and he'll guide you, he'll lead you. But then we believe that then there's another experience. There's another experience with the Holy Spirit. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. We see this in Acts 19, 1 to 7, where it says, while Apollos, Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no. We haven't even heard of the, there, was a, there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one that was coming after him, that is, in Jesus. 
On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. See, we see in the scriptures here that these men were disciples. They weren't just people that Paul was sharing the gospel with. They were disciples. They were already saved. They were already following Jesus Christ. They had repented and were baptized in water, which we're going to do on Easter Sunday, which is John's baptism, a baptism of repentance. And then, when Paul came along, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. See, we're all able to experience a second baptism, and therefore, again, it brings unity because we are all equal in God's eyes. Galatians 3, 26 to 28 says this, So in Christ we are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female. You are all one in Christ. See, when we are baptized into Christ, it doesn't matter your social status. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your wealth. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. We're all one in Christ. He doesn't separate us. We are all one with Jesus. And he fills us so that we can use all of our gifts to bring unity to the body of Christ and to strengthen it and empower it for God. We're going to stop here for this week. And we'll pick it up in a couple weeks from now. Prayer team, if you're in the room, if you could come and just stand across the front for a moment. I know we've already prayed for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. But I also believe that I need to give you opportunity to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then it's been, a, for some of you, it's been a couple years since you've been able to have somebody maybe lay hands on you and pray with you. And so maybe you're in the room and you're like, Chad, I'm not looking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I have that. But man, I could really use some prayer for whatever's going on in my life. And you know what? Chad, it's just been two years. I'd just really like somebody to pray with me. Whatever it is, these people have uh, prayed. They prepared. They're ready to pray with you this morning. And so can we just stand together? I'm going to close in prayer. And as I'm even praying... You have to realize that the scripture that we just read, how Paul laid his hands on people and prayed for them that they would be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So this morning, I believe that we need to give this opportunity. And so if you're in the room, I just want you to begin to come. If you need prayer, I want you to just come to the front. Let these people pray with you. They will pray with you for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. They'll pray with you for whatever needs you have. But if that's you this morning and you're just like, Chad, I'd love to have some prayer, this is your time. Come, don't wait for somebody else. Somebody might be waiting for you to move. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to close the service and then you are free to go. But I don't want you to leave this room without being prayed for. And so please, again, use humility and boldness and just come. And so, Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for people's patience as we work through this service, and we just love your presence. We love what you're doing in people's lives. Father, I thank you.
for sending your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and empower us, to bring us patience, to bring us peace, to bring us joy. And Father, for the ones in the room that just need to receive prayer this morning, either for the Holy Spirit in filling, or Father, prayer for anything that's going on in their lives, I just pray that they come. Lord, let us minister to one another. Thank you that we can meet together. And Father, as we leave this place, let us be a light for you. Let us bring joy into dark places. We thank you for your strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.